Welcome to Blueprint of Fate. My name is Ken Primus. I am your host on this journey into the Word of God, which is also called the Word of Fate. I've been a teacher of the Word for over 30 years. I was a pastor of Abundant Grace Ministries, and now I travel the world teaching the Word of God. According to the Word, without faith, it's impossible to please God. By faith, we understand. The Bible also goes on to say that the just shall live by faith, for we walk by faith and not by sight. By faith we believe that the universe was made. We are justified by faith. Fight the good fight of faith. At this podcast, we're going to talk about what really is faith, how we get it, how do we develop it, how to use it, so that we can receive the 8,810 promises of God, 7,487 of them being promises made by God to His beloved man. Welcome to Blueprint of Faith. My name is Ken Primus. I am your host. It is my pleasure to be here again with you uh, discussing and going over the revelation that I talked to you about um, uh, faith and what it is and what grace is and so forth. My last uh, episode, we discussed grace briefly. But first, before we go into our lessons, I want to thank all of my listeners. Um, I was actually sick for about a week and um, now recovering. And uh, while in the hospital, I felt impressed that God had told me to come back and um, to expound a little more about grace so that uh, all of my listeners and whoever they invite and so forth will get a better understanding of grace and how it applies in their life. One of my the saddest thing in my heart is to to see the teachers today. Um, I've I haven't seen many people except for one person, and that my mom and dad had actually were um, at a camp meeting one time, and uh, one of the preachers uh, taught about um, uh, the grace. And he used the exact terminology that God had given to me almost seven to, I think it was nine years before. And that uh, um, revelation exactly what faith, what grace is. And as I mentioned to you in in the previous episode, grace means this. The divine influence upon the heart and the benefit that it brings to the believer. And I've mentioned to you when I first received that revelation from God, I actually uh, thought I was, um, I was, it was heresy that I was teaching because I had never heard anyone teach that way except for that one person. My mom and dad sent me a tape. From that day when I listened to the tape to now, I have never heard anyone else preach on this sub- subject. And so it breaks my heart because um, it is the missing ingredients, some of the missing ingredients that Christians need to know about in order that they may become victorious in their life, that they may become creators 
as God intended us to do. And so um, I felt impressed while in the hospital to come back and um, go through grace again, um, expound a little more about it so that you and your family can um, create a new world that you're seeking for and wanting in your life. And um, uh, uh, that's the key that uh, God wants us to create. And I had to, uh, when I was uh, um, uh, hit down by sickness, I had to create and was able to come out of the, uh, the hospital. So I want to let you guys know that um, this is going to be a different uh, podcast. It's going to be more of a teaching where we sit down and grab our Bibles and take a look at it closely so that we can see. Uh, the first verse that I want you guys to take a look at is in Proverbs chapter 21, verse 1. And um, that scripture basically tells us this, that the heart of the king is in the hands of God the Almighty. And, um, uh, and because the heart of the king, or anyone's heart, it doesn't matter, your heart, my heart, it's all in, in the hands of God. And um, uh, as that scripture tells us, that um, God is able to, um, to, to maneuver it for his benefits. Uh, it says that the king's, of, the king's heart is in the hand of the Lord as the rivers of water turn it. He turn it, it whichever way he will. And that is grace in a nutshell. That is the power of grace and what grace does to an individual for the benefit of the believer. And so once that revelation began to enter into my life and I began to uh, teach about it, um, every time I thought about it, I saw and heard some incredible testimonies of what God did for people as a result of after they got the revelation and began to utilize the information to change their life, to create a new life. And so the reason why I picked that verse uh, Proverbs chapter 21, verse 1, was to show you that uh, what grace is, or, or basically what it does. And so, um, the Bible tells us that uh, through grace and faith, in Romans it says that uh, we should reign in this life, or, or uh, um, it, it's called the gift of, of righteousness. And uh, Abraham, the Bible says, Abraham... Um, God accounted him as righteous. Abraham believed God, and God accredited him as righteousness. So then you see that it's your faith that makes you righteous, or in right standing with God. For the scripture says, without it, you can't please him at all. So, um, so let's uh, begin. Um, as I mentioned, Proverbs chapter 1 is the very first one. It shows you exactly what grace does, because God cannot violate the will of the being, but he can use grace to influence its, their behavior, their decision-making, to bring out the best for you and I. For the scripture tells us that all things 
work together for good to those that love the Lord and that are called according to his purpose. Uh, there's a story in Genesis um, with Abraham where God comes to Abraham and he says to him that um, your descendants are going to be in, in bondage for 430 years. And um, uh, after that, I will come and deliver them. I will uh, bring them out from where they're, they're, uh, where they're, they're at. And so we see that happening. And um, uh, when Moses came on the scene and all that stuff, but what I wanted to, um, the essence of what I want to teach to you that, uh, through this podcast is that grace handles the behind the scenes to produce the victory, to produce the promise. So faith is the substance that is working way um, uh, when, when you come to God and entreat him in his grace. In a situation with, um, uh, because God had promised Abraham, so the grace began to move years in advance. And the grace was, let, let's walk through what that took place. He called Moses. He knew he had called Moses. At the time of, of, uh, of when Moses was born, uh, Pharaoh uh, had decreed to kill all the boys and so forth. And so Moses and his mother, uh, Moses' mother and sister, they, they came up with a plan the behind the scenes uh, due to the effect of grace affecting them, causing them to do things to manifest what God wants to come to pass. And so they put him in a basket, they put him down the Nile of all the people that would grab this baby. It would be uh, Pharaoh's family. And so um, they grabbed this uh, um, baby in, in you know, floating in the Nile, she takes it. Um, Moses, uh, Moses' mother and all that type of stuff, his sister and the mom's plan uh, is coming together. They never thought that uh, Pharaoh's family would uh, be the, the recipient of the baby. But anyway, so Grace working behind the scenes because this guy was going to be the deliverer of a promise that was given 430 years before. And so... There's a couple of things that is working behind the scenes to bring God's word to pass. And so this is the same procedure, the same process that happens for you and me. So that uh, when we come and we ask God for something and so forth, um, we kind of lose our way because we don't understand what is happening. And so we're going to take this podcast and show you what is happening. So at each um, step, you would know where you are and how to behave in that step. And that the book that I wrote, um, Blueprint of Faith, basically goes into this whole thing of um, you know uh, the principles. And, and we're going to read. I'm going to read the scriptures in Romans that shows the entire process so that you will have an understanding of where you are or locating yourself one with your believing or asking God for your stuff, okay, or creating in other words. So we go back to this story. And so um, grace is working behind the scenes to get a few things to manifest because God had spoken it 
as so. The scripture tells us that God's word will not return void, which that terminology means it will not be, uh, return empty, unfulfilled, not fulfilling what it was sent for to do. And so God's now began to divinely influence the mother's and sis- the mother and sister's heart. He began to um, influence Pharaoh family's heart so that they can now accept this child and bring this child up um, as an Egyptian. Uh, because the Bible tells us that um, God was going to choose, God had picked this guy, Moses, to be the deliverer of his people. And so, the behind the scenes people is that power that he gets us out of all of our situations. And, you know, once we make the decision to begin our created our creation process so that when we come before God, grab the scripture. That's why I said to you to go and search a scripture and find a scripture on your situation. What is it you're going through? Um, healing. What are you looking for? Find it in the Bible because there's a purpose of you finding it because God made a promise. He says, my ver- my word will not return unto me unfulfilled. And so once you have that, you are now standing on something that has value. You're standing on something that God cannot turn his back on. One of the things that I realized uh, while I was there in the hospital, give me a chance to really meditate on some of the things that um, uh, 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 about God and so forth, and me as a father with my children. A father, when a father comes to a child and he tells that child, oh, I'm going to do this for you, when that child doesn't see that manifestation of that um, that thing that that child is asking for, that child is going to make a statement to the father. Daddy, you promised me. And as a natural father, you will work overtime. You will do whatever you can in your power to make that happen. Because that child looked at you and said, Daddy, you promised me. And so you and I have to go to our Father. And that is why I told you to find the scriptures. So that you and I can take it and go and say, Daddy, you promised me that you're going to do this for me. And I guarantee you, that is going to prick the heart of the Father. And so, but... We're going to look at these scriptures and see where you're located and not to, not to sabotage your creation. Okay. And, um, we're going to take, uh, um, uh, just a little break and we'll be right back. Thanks. Welcome back to Blueprint of Faith. Uh, we're going to continue our conversation as to faith. And grace, uh, but as I mentioned in this one, we're focusing on grace, the behind the scenes. We took a look at uh, Proverbs chapter um, twenty-one, verse one, and we saw that um, 
the heart of the king is in the hand of God uh, as the rivers are. And so this is not just about a king, it's about everyone. And so um, there's a couple of things I wanted to go by and give you a couple of foundation. Um, you and I, when we, we were um, living in the world and whatever, one of our friends or family member invited us to to church and um, the process of grace and faith um, happened in our life so that we became born again. And we're going to go through that la- later on. But let's take a look at Romans chapter 4. I wanted to read and go through the scripture, uh, these scriptures and show you the whole entire process of um, uh, what happens when from the time we get the word in our life or through a promise, um, you know, as the scripture says, Abraham, uh, God gave him this uh, promise of that he would have a son, him and Sarah. And then God began to to do certain things with him. He changed his name from Abram to Abraham. And when he did that, he began to confess who he was and through so confession has a part of uh of you uh moving in faith for the bible says we believe therefore we speak so when we came when uh, we come to the end position we speak and so let's take a look at um the process with abraham and we're going to start from chapter um uh, 4 verse 16 therefore it is a faith that it might be by grace the behind the scenes stuff now to the end of the promise might be sure to all the seed not to that only which is of the law but to that which also is a faith of abraham who is the father of us all as it is written i have made thee a father of many nations before whom he believed even god who quickeneth the dead and call it those things that are not as though they were again with his name change calling those things that are not as though they were from abram to abraham and uh, who against hope now this is abram who against hope believed in hope that is another part of faith who against hope believe in hope that he might become the father of many nations according to which was spoken so shall thy seed be and being not weak in faith and again we can be strong and weak in faith and i'll tell you about uh, as we go through we'll talk about the enemies of our faith so he says and being not weak in faith he considered not his own body now dead when he was about a hundred years old neither yet the deadness of sarah's womb he was not weak in faith by he did not consider his natural situation. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, that's another enemy of the faith, but he was strong in faith. How was he strong in faith? The scripture tells us here, uh, by giving glory to God. And as a result of doing that, he became fully persuaded that he that what he had promised, he was able to perform. That was when he walked into faith. He became fully persuaded. You couldn't shake him 
after that part. And so, and therefore it was imputed to him for righteousness. For, and the Bible says, tells us earlier in, in uh, Romans 4, uh, verse 3, For what say the scriptures? Abraham believed God, and it was counted unto him for righteousness. And so, uh, we go back to 20, 22, and therefore it was imputed uh, to him for righteousness. So, the purpose of it all is that he became fully persuaded at that point in time that man is in faith. And so he uh, would have uh, received what he was asking for. So that is the process. It talks about grace. It talks about, um, you know, not looking at the natural. It talks about all the different steps and stages. And then it tells you where he ended up. And he became fully persuaded. And he became a creator. And those things that he knew that God said, the end product is to believe what God said, to believe his word. And so um, the scripture, the other scriptures that I wanted to go to you, I mentioned to you earlier that... Um, uh, you and I got saved through this process of grace and faith. And so, um, if you, and the reason why I wanted to, to go through this is basically just to give you an example of uh, the behind the scenes. And um, we talked about, you know, whether it's a family member or a friend invited us over to church, um, we, we um, decided that we are going to go to this church, you know, probably kicking and screaming, as they say. And the scripture reads this way. That in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us through Christ Jesus. Watch the process here right now. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourself. It is a gift of God. What it not just grace, the process. For by grace are you saved, the behind the scenes, and that's God's part, through faith. That's our part. And this is not of yourself. This is a gift that God designed. Because God knew his, his, um, his creation was going to fall. And so he had to figure out a way how to be able to to gather them back unto himself, and he figure, let me use grace and grace with their faith, and uh, the just shall live by faith. We are going to be able to conquer anything that the enemy brings to us. So let's take a look at this scripture again, a little closer, at the verse again, and we'll see. Uh, let me use this metaphor, okay? I, I wrote this metaphor in the book, for by grace are you saved, it's the car, and... Um, you are saved through faith, which is the road by which we travel to arrive to our destination, which is salvation. This process is a gift of God. And so, let me, let me run this through to you. They invite you to church. Um, you go to church, and you, of course, sit in the back, the back pew, and uh, the preacher begins to preach. You're minding your own business. You really don't you know, want to be here. But something begins to happen to you. God's grace begins to work on your heart. This cold heart that you have and uh, that you've developed over the years through, I don't know, let's say 
that um, the pastor that you went to uh, said something, someone in the church did something, um, you were asking God for something, he didn't answer you, and uh, you hated him, and, you know, or the classic one, you know, God took my father from me, um, or my family member, he died, I pr- all, all the things that we use to make our hearts hard. And uh, we're sitting there, and the Bible tells us that God's grace began to divinely influence our heart. And then we sit there, and um, as the preacher begins to preach, things begin to happen to you and I. That process of hoping and all that stuff, things begin to change. And uh, eventually, uh, that preacher is going to make a request. He's going to say, hey, who wants to stand up and give um, their life to Jesus Christ? And a bunch of things are going to happen to you at that point in time. Fear is going to step in. All those different things, doubt, unbelief, the enemies of your faith. And then you're going to stand up and go, no. You're going to stand up and put your hand up and say, I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sins, that he rose on the third day, and that uh, he's my Lord and Savior and so forth. And so that process in Ephesians took place in a split second. Um, You know, and as a result, you and I became born again. And so, if God can divinely influence ours, as the scripture says, this is how we get saved, that the heart of the king is in the hands of God. But you and I still have to make that faith confession. And so, once that person makes that faith confession, it is sealed, and they are now children of God. The Bible calls the Word of God, um, or it calls the Gospel of God, the, the, uh, God's grace, the Word of God's grace. So the Word is full of grace, that ability to divinely influence our heart for whatever it is, if it's for healing, for wealth, for money, for deliverance. Yeah, that Word is able to divinely influence our heart. And once we couple that with our faith, we become, we become unstoppable. For the Bible tells us that... Um, with the heart, man believe unto righteousness, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. And so, um, that process, the Bible tells us, is a divine gift that God has put in place so that you and I can take this gift and rule, become saved. And I also believe that, for by grace are you saved through faith, it is the gift of God. Um, that you might be saved, and I absolutely believe it's not just salvation, but also to be saved from everything through this process, the behind-the-scenes stuff. And so we talked about um, Moses, the behind-the-scenes stuff that God took them and, and all the different details that he put together. But then when he brings this man, and this man has become the deliverer of uh, the children of Israel. We see something else marvelous that God does to them in Exodus, where he tells Moses, and we went over this a little, uh, he tells Moses, he says, go and tell these folks that, ask him for their wealth. And so, um, once you ask him for their wealth, uh, the Bible tells us in Exodus that uh, God gave them great favor great favor 
was upon them. And um, the people began to give them all their wealth. And so uh, what was that great favor? That great divine influence upon the heart. And um, God begins to strip them. He took him 430 years to work on every single man and woman. And um, it, it took everything from them. And so he, every Egyptian, and, he's, and God tells, tells uh, Moses, he says, he says um, uh, to, to go in, in Exodus chapter 3, um, 20, verse 20, he says, And I will stretch out my hands and smite Egypt with all my wonders, which I will do in the midst thereof. And after that he will let you go. And I will give this people favor, favor that word is interchangeable for grace, in the sight of the Egyptians. And it shall come to pass that when you go, you shall not go empty, but every woman shall borrow of her neighbor and of her that sojourneth in her house jewelries of silver and jewel, jewels of gold remnant and you shall put them upon your sons and upon your daughters and you shall spoil the Egyptians. That people is the behind the scenes stuff that when coupled with faith, because Moses came to them, this is where their faith uh, was exercised, that they asked, we believe and therefore we speak. And so they went to the, to the Egyptians and said, give me your this. No, it says borrow. They're leaving. They're not coming back. So um, they're going to take all of their wealth. And so that is done, as God says, and, and I will give this people favor or grace in the sight of the Egyptian. And so this is how we begin to create whatever situation you're going through, because the heart of the king is in the hand of our God. So these are all the Egyptians, the scripture tells us. And so you come and you bring the scripture to God. And uh, Hebrews uh, tells us how to you know, how to approach God. And um, you got to remember, this is your father. And um, your father, as the child would say, but daddy, you promised me, you know. And so um, Hebrews chapter, I believe it's chapter four, that uh, tells us how to come before the throne of God. And um, I do this all the time, you know. So uh, in uh, chapter 4, verse 16, let us come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. It talks about Jesus being our high priest and he, as a result of him being our high priest, we have the ability to come uh, let us therefore come boldly before, before the throne of grace that, uh, that we may obtain mercy and find grace before the, um, in our time of need. And so, uh, as the children of Israel did, 
when they went before the Egyptians and borrowed from them, took all the stuff that they needed and uh, to build an empire to take care of all the different million people that they were leaving. And uh, they squandered that wealth, some of it, when they left and built calves and of gold and all that type of stuff. Um, when Moses was in the mountain receiving the commandments from God. But um, this podcast is to bring back our focus on this grace, uh, the behind-the-scenes stuff. And so the Bible comes and he tells us, he says, Come before the throne of grace, whereby you may obtain mercy and find grace in time of need. So you go before the Father and you say, Hey, Father, you promised me that... um, you know, according to your word, you says, by his stripes, I am healed. And you, 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 you give me a word. There's a scripture in Psalms, says, fulfill thou the word that you have caused me to put my hope in. And we're going to talk about that hope as to what that hope is. The Bible says, who, Abraham, who against hope, you know? And so, um, but that means who against hopelessness believed in hope. And so we're going to take a look at that and go into a deep, a, you know, deep dive into what biblical hope is about and that's what we call today hope, which is basically wishing. Um, but uh, in, you know, Exodus 11, uh, 2 and 3, we talked about, uh, you know, God transferring wealth. Um, the Bible goes, uh, the behind-the-scenes stuff, uh, as I mentioned, took several years. Um, Abraham, when Abraham lied to the um, the Egyptian king about Sarah, and uh, as a result, the king gave him all kinds of wealth and so forth. The behind-the-scenes stuff that was happening there was grace. That grace that is um, the heart of the king is in the hand of God. God began to move this man to transfer his wealth from him into Abraham and gave Abraham um, the behind-the-scenes stuff is grace, guys. And so many of us sabotage our blessing by uh, because it's not moving fast enough. And so what we have learned, what we must learn, is that faith supersedes time. And the timing is what causes us to fall because the manifestation of what we've asked didn't come in our time. But then you have a couple of fail-safes that are set up for you. One, the heart of the king is in the hands of God. Come boldly before the throne to have, uh, obtain mercy and find grace in time of need. And God said he'll give it to you freely so that you can he can begin to move on these people that because of certain decisions we, you and I have made that have made, placed us in the situation that we are at. And so now God is constantly coming to rescue us from ourselves. And so... Once you begin to, um, you, you make your confession, it says, um, Mark eleven twenty three talks about it, talks about 
um, speaking more than he talks about anything else. If you look at that scripture, you'll see. And so once you make your confession, now you're beginning to create. Remember, every situation that you're looking at, you're about to create. And let me give you the behind, the full picture of what's happening. So now God, you begin to, um, you come before God. You said, this is the situation before me. God now begins to use his grace to speak, to move these people's heart and to change everything to your benefit. You feel this time crunch coming from wherever. And so you have to learn how to not, the process and how to not to become weak in faith as Abraham, not to look at the natural situation, not to look at time, but allow God's grace for the scripture says, all things work together for good that love the Lord, for those that love the Lord. So let it all play out. Don't move your faith. Um, uh, um, don't move it because of the pressure of time. Faith supersedes time. And let it all play out. Give God room to do what he said he will do so that you will become fully persuaded. You've got to learn how to worship God in the midst of your of your 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 mess. Um, keep your eyes on God through worship. And as a result, as you worship and you concentrate and you meditate on his scripture, um, whatever that promise is that you're believing, and then you will become fully persuaded and you will stand up and go, oh, I got it. And you will see the manifest and manifestation time and time again. And so remember, every situation that you present yourself, um, what are you trying to attain when we become fully persuaded? What happens is back to creation. Because you and I were in God when he began to recreate the earth. So we were recreating with him. And so the situation that you live in, and it has arisen, arisen before you, when you become fully persuaded, and the fully persuaded means that your spirit, soul, and body is one. You believe it to the core, meaning to your spirit. Your soul believes it. Your, your spirit man believes it. And then you begin to speak. We believe, therefore we speak. For with the heart, man, believe. And so it trickles down from the mind and trickles down into the spirit of your, of your being. And then when he awakes and he said, I got it, and he makes the confession, that situation doesn't recognize you anymore. It's that God voice that created the universe that it recognizes Ladies and gentlemen, that's power. And that's why it breaks my heart that the pastors today don't focus. They don't go before God and get revelation. They copy and paste sermons. They copy and paste sermons for everything. And um, uh, God gave me the scripture. And he took his time, taught me about grace. And uh, he impressed on my heart that I needed to go back and explain it a little deeper to you. Uh, and so that's what this podcast is about, is to, for you to understand that 
it is the behind-the-scenes situation that grace is taking care of. It has to work on all these people because it, it, it's, it entails a lot of people that um, from the decisions that you have made that uh, God has to influence their heart towards your benefit. But your responsibility is locked into this, this process as well. For the Bible tells us that through faith, uh, through grace and the gift of righteousness, which is faith, we, we shall reign in this life. And, um, but the, to locate yourself, re, always read these scriptures. For Romans chapter 4, verse 16, all the way to 22. Therefore it is a faith that it might be by grace, the behind the scenes, to the end of the promise might be sure to all the seed, not to, to that only which is of the law, but that also which is of the fate of Abraham, who is the father of us all, a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God who quickened the dead, and call it those things that are not as though they were. Abraham, who against hopelessness believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations. You're going to have to believe, um, and you're going to have to take your hope, and within your hopelessness, believe in that hope, where it is victorious. Your hope is that this is real, that you have the victory, and um, and that's not even faith yet. That's just hope. Who against hope or hopelessness believe in hope, that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And be not weak in faith. You got to remember, you cannot be weak in faith. How do you become weak in faith? It says, he considered not his own body, now dead, he was 90 years old, um, nor, um, uh, nor the, the deadness of his, uh, of Sarah's womb, you know. He was 100 years old. I think she was 10 years younger than he was. And so um, he being not weak in faith, how was he not weak in faith? The scripture tells us, consider not his own body now dead. He did not look at his current situation. He did not look at his natural state. He did not look at his natural ability. He took all of that out. He was looking somewhere else. And it says, he staggered not at the promise. What promise? You are going to be the father of many nations. You are going to have a, you got to start somewhere. You got to have a son to become the father of many nations. And so God promised him this son. And so he staggered not at the promise. He staggered not at the promise. You cannot stagger at the promise. How did he stagger not the promise? Through unbelief. Okay, see, through unbelief, it's laid out right here. But he was strong in faith. How was the man strong in faith? By giving glory to God. He didn't look at his natural place. You know, who he, who against hopelessness believed in hope, verse 18. He did not uh, look at his natural body or his ability or anything about himself, 19. 20, he did not stagger at the promise of God through unbelief, 
but he was strong in faith by giving glory to God. Strong by giving glory. This is what I said to you. You got to learn how to worship in the midst of your pain. And um, as a result of all of that, he became fully persuaded of what? That what God had promised him of that son, that God had the ability to do what he had promised. And as a result of that, the scripture said, and therefore it was imputed to him for righteousness sake. Or what happened, in, as is mentioned in verse 3, Abraham believed God and it was counted unto him as righteous. I just gave you the keys to everything that you would need to change your life and to create a new one from this day forward. So, I want to thank you guys. Uh, as I mentioned, I wanted to be obedient to God about coming back and uh, talking a little more about grace, about the behind-the-scenes stuff, um, about divinely influencing the heart. That's why we started with Proverbs chapter 21, verse 1. showed us that the kings, um, meaning anyone, not just the kings, but anyone's heart is in the hand of God as the rivers are so that he can move it where he wants for what benefit? For the benefit of the believer, for his kids. So that when you and I come to him and say, Daddy, but you promised me, he's going to say, I know, and I'll make sure that I accomplish it. But Romans chapter 4, verse 16 through 22. I just read you several times the process by which you and I become creators in this world. See you next time. Thank you for coming to Blueprint of Faith. And remember, every child of God overcomes the world. For our faith is the victorious power that triumphs over the world. So be not weary, but imitate them who through faith and patience inherit the promises of God. Again, thank you for coming by. Please subscribe, and if you can, support us financially. We deeply appreciate it. You can do this by hitting the heart button. Until next time. Invite your family, friends, neighbors, church, study group, and even people you don't like. You can hear us on Buzzsprout, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, CastBox, Overcast, and many more. <music>